Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 118th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we have a pretty fun spot where my opponent makes a gigantic blunder. And next week, we're going to see how I would have played a very similar situation on the other end of the coin. Because it's always nice to have your opponent pretty set up. However, you need to learn how to not lose your whole stack whenever you get set up. So here we are playing... 400-800 with a 100 ante. I raised a 2,000 from second position out of my 55,000 effective chip stack. A loose aggressive splashy guy calls the button, and a loose aggressive guy also calls in the small blind. So like I said, we're going to flop it. It comes king, king, eight. We have three eights and two kings, so full house. It's a pretty good hand. <laughs> um, the pot is 7,400. I'm definitely going to bet in this pot. You'll see a lot of players check in the spot to slow play, but I think that is a pretty big blunder. And the reason is because if you are against a king, you want to ensure you get all of the money in. And if you slow play, sometimes all the money will not go in. Also, it's very easy for the opponents to have pocket jacks, another random eight, ace queen that decides to float, etc. So you want to be betting in this spot. I don't think we need to bet big. I think we can bet on the smaller side. Anytime the board is incredibly dry, as it is here, because if you know it's pretty hard to have exactly a king or an eight, especially when I have all of it in my hand, um, you can bet very small because you should have your opponents in pretty bad shape. So I decided to bet 2,500, and the loose, aggressive, splashy guy decides to call. Other guy folds, so we are now heads up. Pot is 12,400 going to the turn. Turns the jack of spades. Pretty nice card. Doesn't really scare me at all. Sticking with the same logic, I decide to continue betting on the turn. Somewhat small. Remember, we're trying to get called by hands worse than a king. We're not thinking, how much will a king call? Because I think a king is going to figure out a way to play a big pot a lot of the time anyway. And also, it's just somewhat likely that our opponent does not have the king. There's alarms going on outside. Hopefully, that's not... Telling me that my opponent has pocket jacks here. Um, anyway, I bet 5,700 my opponent calls again. So at this point, I am just very happy with this spot. But I do not think that my opponent loves his hand. I mean, it's kind of tough to say because he either loves his hand or he doesn't, right? And if he doesn't, we have to ask ourselves, is it possible for our opponent to make a big call on the river now with a hand like pocket sevens or ace queen? And I think the answer is no. Like, even if I bet 10,000 on the river, I think that's going to get folds a lot of the time. However, what if my opponent happens to have a king? If he does happen to have a king, despite what my reads say, because, you know, your reads are wrong a lot of the time, I think your opponent's going to call any bet. So in this spot, I decided to make a bet of 27,000 into the 24,000 pot. My opponent only had 45,000 left in his stack. Looking at this now... Maybe going all in is the right play or making an even larger bet of something like 33K. You're going to find that when you go all in in tournaments, people start making very big hero folds. And that's because a lot of people do not want to go broke. They will do anything in their power to not go broke. So if that's the case, you definitely don't want to go too big. But I do go for a bit more than the size of the pot. One thing that's kind of neat in live poker is quite often players really don't know how many chips are in the pot because there's just a big pile of them. They just know it's a lot. So when it's a lot, you can bet more than the size of the pot. It doesn't even it doesn't look like it's that scary. Whereas when you're playing online, if you bet, you know, 42,000 and the pot is 
30,000. Well, it's pretty clear you're betting over, over the sides of the pot by a decent amount. So anyway, I like to go big here because I think the marginal hands are going to fold. And if he does have a king, he's going to pay me off no matter what. So I like the sizing, although I do think I could go perhaps a bit bigger. Much to my surprise, my opponent raises all in for an additional 20,000 or so. And I don't really see how I can fold. I think my opponent's going to overvalue some hands a decent amount of the time, like king-queen, king-10, etc. But it's actually not the easiest call in the world because, like, what does my opponent really think that I have if I'm making this play? It just doesn't make any sense. If I have a bluff and my opponent has only a king, he should just call because if I'm bluffing, I'm never going to call if he raises, right? If he has... And if I have a, if I have a nut hand, like I do here, which is probably going to be ace, king, and better, I'm pretty much always going to call. So I did decide to call my, with my full house. My opponent showed up with king five suited for trips with a, a bad kicker. And looking at this, I imagine my opponent was just overplaying his hand. I highly doubt he was bluffing here. I actually don't despise the bluff if it is a bluff because maybe it gets me off of king queen king 10 stuff like that but really that's there are very few combinations of king queen and king 10 and a lot of combinations of ace king um pocket jacks pocket eights etc so i really don't like the play i imagine my opponent was just vastly overvaluing in this hand and i think this was a huge disaster um what my what should my opponent have done in the spot well he should have folded preflop with king five suited in the cutoff that's certainly not good enough to call a raise with um, but then he just has to call down, call the flop, call the turn, call the river, especially when your opponent bets big. When your opponent does something that polarizes their range, remember polarized ranges are either very strong or very weak. When they polarize their range and you do not beat the very strong hands, well, you should just never raise with anything. You should either call or you should fold. And the reason for that is because if you raise and get called, you are just always crushed. And I think my opponent probably did not recognize that trips with a bad kicker is always crushed whenever you raise in this spot and get called. So pretty big disaster by my opponent and it worked out pretty well for me. I mean, quite often you'll find that the players who do make very deep runs in these tournaments often do get dumped to from time to time. But as we're going to see next week, they also don't go broke when they run into the setups themselves. So next week, look for the opposite of this where I have the trips and I'm against the nuts and we'll see how that goes. So be sure to check back next time for another episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Thank you very much for watching or listening, whichever one you're doing. Thank you very much for being here.